Rejection is no fun for anybody. It triggers feelings of anxiety, low self-esteem, deep questioning. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe this is never going to happen. The problem is when you start to internalize these thoughts. Suddenly, it's not just a bad day or a bad break. You just have to get better with rejection. Stick around, I'll show you how. I'm Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn how to reframe rejection and operate from a place of confidence and abundance. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So being pro at rejection requires something important, a bottomless well of self-confidence. If you believe you can do anything, rejection is just a bump in the road on the way to your success. If you don't believe that you can do anything, rejection is proof positive. It's kind of deep. As a dating coach, I have a unique vantage point at how people deal with rejection. And although it's not very popular to say something like this to a group of women, men deal with rejection a lot better than women. Now, this is not to say that men are in any way better than women. It's that men are far more exposed to rejection than women when it comes to love. Because men are the aggressors, they put themselves out more, they're actually quite accustomed. They've built up a, a thicker skin about rejection. And if you want to get good at something, there's nothing more powerful than having a lot of practice at it. And so I'm going to tell you this brief story. And it's a true story, which makes it all better. And I think it's a microcosm of what I see as a male relationship coach for women. And I say this as a guy who has been rejected a whole bunch. And I could tell you some stories that would make your head explode about terrible ways in which I was rejected. I won't do it right now because it's not really the point. It's just funny. But here's a real story about a client of mine named Ellen. Ellen was in her late 60s. Um, she's wonderful. She lived in Florida. Um, she reminded me of my mom, honestly. And I really enjoyed working with her. We had a great working relationship. And my technique, my, my whole shtick in Love You is that we need to turn dating into a practice. The way you've got a yoga practice, the way you've got a meditation practice, the way you have a beauty routine. We need to systemize dating and make it a matter of fact, integral part of our life. That's key. And so I'm trying to instill these good habits into my client, Ellen. And in between one coaching call and the next coaching call, I say, here's what you need to do. You need to get online for a half hour a day. You need to scroll through a list of men on match.com. You need to put 10% of them on your favorites list. And if you don't like the quality or quantity of incoming men, you need to reach out to one new guy from your favorites list each day. This is not a secret. This is what I teach. So that's her homework, and she's a good student, and she's going to do it. And we, we come back two weeks later, I check in on her, and she says, Evan, the past two weeks have been miserable. I did everything you said, and all I got was rejection. And I, I don't even know how, I, how, how people do this and how they manage. And so we log into her online dating account. This is pre-dating app. We log in on a desktop to her Match.com account. 
And here's what happens. This is 100% true. Here's what happens. Ellen was rejected once. So if the homework was to log into the dating site every single day, did she do that? No. If the homework was, if you don't, you're not happy with the volume or quality of the incoming emails, write to one new guy a day. Did she do that? No. She wrote to a total of three men over 14 days. One of the men took down his profile. So he didn't even read what she wrote. He didn't see it. He just hit his profile, maybe found someone else, maybe quit online dating. One guy replies to her. One guy doesn't write to her back. I'm not kidding. Ellen was telling me how she did everything I said, how painful the rejection was. She can't take, literally one guy rejected her. So Ellen's story is not your story necessarily. Maybe you wrote to a thousand guys and nobody wrote back. That's real rejection. I, I honor that. But for the most part, men have hundreds of stories like this. It's nothing new. If me, personally, and I'm good at this, I teach this. If when I was single, I went out with 300 women over 10 years, there have to be a thousand women who rejected me, right? For me to get to go out with 300, what's the point? Did it stop me from trying? No, what choice did I have? I, sh I should give up on love? I should sit back passively and hope that my future wife writes to me on a dating site? Not an option. Right? So let's tease this out further. Let's parse the difference between real rejection and perceived rejection. Real rejection. You went out with a guy for six months. He decided as he got to know you better, he liked you less and he breaks up with you because he thinks you're X, Y, and Z. That is real rejection. That should not just hurt, but cause you to think about what you're doing. Potentially, not necessarily, but potentially. It's real rejection because someone got to know you and decided, nope, not for me, for whatever their reason's good or not. So it's real in that you're, there was a significant emotional investment, and it's understandable if you take it personally, even though truly you could spin this whole thing around. Most rejection's not personal. There's a big difference in framing that kind of rejection. Like, like I don't think we could live together 24-7 and be happy forever. And I think you're worth, worthless and you're gonna die alone. Most rejections are actually the former, right? But we take them as the latter, but at least that's understandable. It's a real rejection. Now let's contrast that with perceived rejection. And perceived rejection, we're gonna make it specific to online dating because it just narrows what we're talking about so everybody can understand. You go online, and again, I'm using a conventional dating site here. You go on a match.com, right? And he looks at your profile and he doesn't write to you. Right? Maybe he even clicked on the like, and so you, he put you on his like favorites list, but he doesn't write to you. My clients take, take that personally as if it's a rejection. It's not, it's a compliment. This is how crazy it gets. I, I had this conversation with someone earlier today. So this guy, he liked me and he didn't write to me, so I blocked him. What? Why does someone look at your profile to begin with? Why, why, when you're scrolling through 100 guys, who do you look at? Do you look at guys that are unattractive just to be polite? No. You only look at people who are attracted, you're attracted to. If you look at a guy and you're attracted to him and you put him on your favorites list, is that an insult that you didn't write to him? No. 
it means that you're busy and you're saving him for a rainy day. Maybe you're trying to passively get him to write to you. But just because someone doesn't write to you doesn't mean it's a rejection. So this is perceived rejection. Someone doesn't write to you and you're like, well, he must not be interested in me. It's not a rejection. Let's go further. You're on a dating app. He swipes, right? he texts, and then he doesn't follow through. Something happens. So what does that mean? Well, you could take it as what's wrong with me. Why did he reject me? I hate this. It's so much rejection. Or you could try to look at it through a more realistic prism. Why would a guy not go out with you? Well, maybe he's busy. Maybe he's emotionally unavailable. Maybe he's getting serious with someone else. Maybe he's not that interested for any number of reasons. Maybe he has coronavirus. Maybe he's trapped under a refrigerator. Maybe, 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 maybe. He's not a good candidate. He's not making an effort as an intern to get the job with you. To me, that's the story I'd tell. I wouldn't say, oh my God, I'm texting 50 guys and nobody's following through. I'm saying, huh, here's 49 guys who suck and aren't worthy of getting a job with me. I don't spin that as rejection. Let's take it further. This is something I teach and love you. It's in the week seven uh, on online dating. <clears throat> it's called the 222 rule. There's a go on YouTube, there's a TED talk about it. But basically, if you're doing things the love you way, we're screening guys not just for quality, we're screening them for effort. We want them to put some skin into the game, we want them to demonstrate why they're worthy. And so it's kind of like having an HR department. It's a screening mechanism before they get an interview with the CEO. So sometimes my clients use my 222 rule and they say, but he, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to talk on the phone. He just wanted to meet in person. He fought back. He didn't want to, he just wanted a text. Okay. And so, but then I lost him, Evan. All right. But I liked him. What, you liked his photo? Yeah, I liked his photo, and your 222 rule drove him away. No, that just meant that it worked. It meant that your guy isn't willing to put in even the most minimal effort for you. Because all it's asking someone to do is send you an email, offer to send them a photo, be in better touch, right? schedule a time to make a real connection. The 222 rule doesn't ask much of men at all. And so if a guy can't go through that process, if it's too much work for him to answer a couple questions on the dating site, right, and talk for a day on Gmail and schedule a phone call instead of getting stuck in texting hell, if that's too much work for him, then guess what? It worked. Right? It's not a rejection. It's, it's protection from wasting time on time-wasting guides. And finally, because I'm on a rant today, there's a concept I teach in Love You called sex exclusivity. Basically, it means you don't sleep with a guy who's not your boyfriend. So you set a sexual boundary if you do that. And a guy is like, I'm out of here. I'm not getting laid. I'm out of here. Is that rejection? Did you do something wrong? No. You, same thing. You set a healthy boundary. Guy disappeared. Perfect. It worked the way it was supposed to. We're trying to weed out the wrong guys with a minimal of screening. And so what you perceive as rejection is me telling you what you already know, 
90% of guys are not worth your time. This is the way that you determine who is worth your time. It's the guy who does the right thing. It's the guy who follows through. The guy who ghosts. The guy who isn't willing to talk on the phone. The guy who doesn't follow up after a date. The guy who wants to get laid without commitment. Next. And once you could start to frame, reframe this rejection as his loss, you lose, buddy. I don't lose. I just saved myself a month or two of your wasted time. Now it's not so scary. The whole rejection concept loses its power. Sure, it stings when someone doesn't like you back. We're all human. I'm, nobody's immune to get, you know, getting rejected by a crush. That's normal. But it's more like a bee sting. It's, a, it's light. It's not having your arm amputated. When so many of my clients treat it like it's having their arm amputated. I wrote to one guy and he didn't write back, so I'm giving up on online dating for the next two years. <laughs> that is an overreaction. Right? That's having a bad meal and going on a hunger strike. So you can't treat rejection as some sort of referendum on your self-worth. It's not. It'll sink you. So treat rejection as what it really is. It's just another guy who's not your husband. It's just another guy who's not worthy of you. And now you realize that you have what it takes to persevere, and find one guy who is worthy. That's all it takes. That's why you keep on going. That's why you keep your head held high. That's why you never quit and husband get you down. Good stuff, yeah? All right. Do you struggle with rejection? Do you give up when things go wrong? Do me a favor, comment below. I will help you reframe your situation so you can get the love you deserve and you deserve it. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for jo joining the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click on the subscribe button, ring the bell, and choose all to ensure you get notified when new content comes out. If you're listening to the audio, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews is more awareness of Love You and more love in the world. And if you want to find love right now and you're committed to making healthier choices with men so you could have that easy relationship I talk about where you could feel safe, heard, and understood, Look for that link below and apply for coaching and love you. I'll talk to you soon. Are you the woman who is everything except your man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click on the apply button to get started.